Amen. Amen. Can we give him a praise here this morning? Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. God bless you for being here on this 4th of July weekend. And what an awesome weekend that it has been. I have to echo the words of Pastor Austin. I am proud to be an American. Amen. And I am very grateful. I've had the opportunity and the blessing privilege to be able to travel to many countries uh, throughout the world on missions trips and uh, been in several different places. And I got to tell you, it is always good to come home. It is always good to be here. And I'm thankful for all of the nations that I've visited. The people are wonderful. The people are beautiful. They're children of God. But the freedoms that we have here, let me tell you, far outweigh anything else that we have to face each and every day. And so I'm grateful that we were able to celebrate. I read online, it's a little bit disheartening on my, on my app, it said that uh, American patriotism is at an all-time low. Well, I got to tell you, when I stood on my heel last night and listened to the fireworks, and I, I mean, I felt, we felt like we were in Disney World for a moment because every direction we looked, there were fireworks going off everywhere. And from about 9 till midnight, they just kept going off. I'm like, well, if it's at an all-time low, people sure did spend a lot of money on it. So anyway, uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was an awesome moment. Actually, I, it was kind of moving, you know, to be able to stand there and to see that. And I thought, you know, Lord, if that's true, if, if we're allowing all this stuff to take away, you know, that celebration that we have inside of who we are, you know, God forgive us for that. But I'm going to say I am grateful for the nation in which I live in. I'm grateful for the men and women who have fought so valiantly for our freedom, for the men and women who serve on the front lines right now. That's why we, we hang these flags today proudly because we are grateful for the celebration of this weekend. Amen. And thankful for that. I tell you, before I get into God's word here, I want to introduce to you Mr. and Mrs. Matthew and Brooklyn Bruner. Would y'all please stand up here back with us from their honeymoon, their vacation. Man, love these guys. This is a good-looking couple, and we are blessed to have them as a part of our church. And uh, welcome home, guys. And we're excited to have you uh, back with us, excited to see the future that God has for you. All of the, you know, eight or nine kids that's going to be running around in a few years. I mean, whatever God has for us there, right? <laughs> and so, not for a while, not for a while. But uh, just great to have them with. Hey, to all of our online viewers this morning, God bless you. So great that you're out there. I hope as the weeks pass uh, that I want the online numbers to continue with new folks discovering the church. But for all of our church family, hopefully we can get back in the building together. I think there's importance in that. Amen. I don't think we're meant to not to be together. I think we need to be together. And I know the numbers are climbing back up again, and we have decisions before us, and, and there's just all kinds of things that happen each and every day. We're just going to continue to move forward, trust God, and I pray the day is coming when we're all back together here in God's house. There is power in the church assembling together. And so uh, I pray that we come back stronger. You know, one of the things I want us to be careful with, and so this is for all the online viewers, this is for all of us in here, I am grateful for that avenue. I am so grateful for that avenue. I'm grateful that we can keep people safe. I'm grateful that people can feel safe and watch it from online. But it was never designed to make you feel comfortable to sit in your PJs to watch church, all right? 
So let's remember that because I've even said it too. I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. It's kind of comfortable, you know, to not have to get up and get ready and be there. When the day is right for you and your family, I, I pray that we're all back in God's house and we're worshiping together because I believe that's how God intended it to be. Amen. And so I hope we, uh, hope we can get to that place. Right now, we completely understand the season we're in. We're going to continue to press forward. We're going to rely upon God every day, the power of the Holy Spirit to strengthen us, renew us, and uh, we'll follow him in his wisdom as he leads us. But as we get into God's word today, you see the title of the message there. It is simply live free. As much as I'm grateful to be a citizen of the United States of America, I'm much more grateful to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. I'm grateful for the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. The most liberating freedom a person will ever experience in their life is through the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. There is no doubt that if you want to have a mind of clarity, if you want to have genuine peace, if you want to have an abundance of joy within you that is real, that is lasting, that is eternal, if you want a freedom that's not going to give way to anything, that freedom is going to be found in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ alone. There are multiple scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, that talk about the freedom that we have in Jesus. Psalm chapter 146, verse number 5. It says, but joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed, food to the hungry, and the Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind, and he lifts up those who are weighed heavily down. The Lord loves the godly. Boy, I'm thankful for the promise and the power that we find in God's word because that is spoken over our lives. Amen. You can go to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter number 42, and it's talking about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Verse number one says, look at my servant whom I strengthen. He is my chosen one who pleases me. I've put my spirit upon him and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. He will bring justice to all who have been wronged. He will not falter or lose heart until justice prevails throughout the earth. Even distant lands beyond the sea will wait for his instruction. God, the Lord, created the heavens and he stretched them out. He created the earth and everything in it. He gives breath to everyone, life to everyone who walks on the earth. And it is he who says, I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will take you by the hand and I will guard you and I will give you to my people Israel as a symbol of my covenant with them. And you will be a light to guide the nations. You will open the eyes of the blind. You will free the captives from prison, releasing those who sit in the dark dungeons, releasing those who sit in darkness, in oppression, in discouragement, in despair, in the bondage of sin, and whatever it is that they are sitting in that is dark in their lives, Jesus will come and he will set us free from all of those things. Verse 8, I'm the Lord, that is my name, and I will not give my glory to anyone else, nor share my praise with any carved images that man has made Everything I prophesied has come true, and now I will prophesy again. I will tell you the future before it happens. Boy, I'm thankful that this prophecy began to unfold through the power and the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Then we get over into the New Testament. We get into the Gospel of Luke. Jesus says of himself in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that all the oppressed, they will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Again, thank you, Jesus, for your ministry. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for the way that you reached down in all of our lives and you pulled us out of a dark place and you became the light that shined within us. You became the one who gave us a genuine hope. You're the one who has truly set us free in life. John chapter 8, verse 34. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins, they're a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son, if Jesus has set you free, then you are truly free. You get over into Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, and it says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. In other words, there's nothing in this old earth that can hold you down any further. There's no sin. There's no bondage. There's no addiction. There's no past. There's no failure. There's no mistake. There's no enemy. Even death, hell, and grave cannot hold back the power of God that's working inside of your life. Amen. Thank God for the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 16. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, that veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, the Scripture says there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed, we can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. That means every single day, you and I are walking in the freedom of Jesus Christ. And as we walk in that freedom, our minds are being transformed. Who we are, the way that we reflect, the very nature of God, all of that is changing within of our lives. That comes because of the freedom that we have found in Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 1. The Bible says, so Christ has truly set us free. So let's make sure, let's stay free, and let's not get tied up again to some slavery of the law and some legalistic ways, but let's move and let's walk in the power and the love and the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ. Church, over and over throughout God's word, we see that freedom is being proclaimed over our lives through Jesus he went to the cross of Calvary so you and I can no longer be bound, no longer be in a state of darkness, no longer be in a place where we were just always being held down, but he came to free us in our lives. And I say today, on this weekend, as we celebrate being Americans, as we celebrate our independence that we have, I'm truly grateful for that, but I'm grateful that every single day I can celebrate the freedom that I find in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And I believe what an awesome moment that we have each day that we rise, that we can put our minds on Christ and we can truly say, I don't have to live in any type of bondage today, but again, I can walk in the freedom that he gives us. Freedom from several things. I've made a list here. You could possibly have your own list in your minds. But freedom from what? Again, the scriptures told us over and over. Freedom from being a slave to sin. Can I tell you, sin is sin. And I know it can hold us down. And I know it can, it, can, it can just wrap its ugliness around us. And it can keep us in a place of despair. 
But every single one who will call upon the name of Jesus Christ, accept him as Lord and Savior, repent of their sins. He is faithful and he is just and he will forgive you of any sin that you have ever committed. You do not have to be a slave to sin any longer in your life. Amen. Thank God for that. I know it seems like when I use the word sin in today's culture, people just kind of laugh it off. But can I tell you, that's why we have the cross of Calvary, because we were born sinners, and sin is real, and sin is destructive, and sin is deceptive, and it is all around us in the culture in which we live, but yet we tolerate it, and we take it on. We even are entertained by it, and we act like it's no big deal. It is a huge deal because it is sin that separates us from the love of God, amen, or from the love of being with him for all eternity. So because he loves us, because he cares for us, what does he do? He gave us Jesus Christ to free us from the power of sin. We can be freed from the manipulation by our adversary. I feel like every day he tries to manipulate us in some way, in some fashion. We can be free from that. We can be free from being held down by any past mistake or failure or any cycle of generational addictions. I see families just over and over and over. They fall into the same routine. They fall into the same addictions. They, they fall into the same alcoholism and things of that nature. Can I tell you, Jesus Christ has come to break that cycle over our lives and over our families. Our kids don't have to end up walking the same journey that you and I did. They don't have to discover it for themselves. They can discover Jesus at an early age and they can be set free in their lives. Michelle and I, as we raised our girls, you know, we would tell them our stories and, and we've got things in our past that we're not proud of like we all do, right? We all have that story. But that's not an excuse for our kids to walk that same journey. Not that they're not going to make mistakes because they're going to make mistakes. They're going to need to make mistakes. They're going to learn from those things. But we would tell them all the time because they'd every once in a while, they'd throw it back up. Well, mom and dad, you guys did this. Mom and dad, you guys did this. We'd always come back and say, yeah, but you have been raised in a different way. You've been raised where we have been praying over you. We've been speaking the word of God over you. We've had you in church. We've had you discipled. So you know what? Yes, you're going to make mistakes, but don't use our mistakes as an excuse for you to do the same thing. You discover who Jesus Christ is, and you walk your journey, and you walk in the freedom that he has given you. We don't have to be controlled by any addictions. Too many people, and I'm not talking about unbelievers I'm talking about believers. Online church out there, listen up. There is too many believers that is walking in an addiction in life. And can I tell you, God doesn't want you bound by any addiction. So that alcoholism, God can set you free. That dependency on drug or some type of substance, God can set you free. That pornographic image that you've always got in your mind because your mind's in the wrong place, God can set you free from those things that are destroying you and destroying your home. God has come to give us freedom in our lives, amen? Now, all of those things are real, and everybody battles all of these different things and these different addictions, but let's not fall prey to them. Let's not tolerate them. Let's not just try to sweep them under the rug. Let's deal with them head on with the power of Jesus Christ. And let's let him free us. Why are our marriages falling apart? Why are our families are so embattled? Why are so many of these things happening in our lives? Because too many of us are tolerating these things that the world is trying to wrap around us. And we need to just break free from that and say, I'm going to walk and I'm going to stand in the freedom that Jesus Christ has given me in my life. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Doesn't mean it's going to be a cakewalk. Doesn't mean that you're not going to be tempted day by day. But the power of God's word tells us that when we are tempted, he will always give us a way out. He will give us the ability to walk in the truth and the power of his love. Amen. 
I believe we can celebrate that type of freedom in our lives. Freedom from just being divisive all the time. Freedom from always being in tense moments and battling with strife. And we're in a culture right now, it is constant strife, constant bitterness, constant anger. And we have to walk among that, but we can still have a clear mind and we can have a peaceful mind and we can have joy inside of us as we walk along in all of this. How do we do that? Through the freedom of Jesus Christ. I even put in here in my notes, freedom from living a, you know, controlled by drama in your life. Can I tell you, I don't believe Jesus likes anything about drama. All right. You know, and some of us, we just live in drama. We, we live for the moment to be just constantly in drama in our lives. Can I tell you, let God set you free from all of that in your life, right? Give you a mind, a mind that is just, you have this control and you have this peace and you have his hand upon your lives. We can be free from just fear and anxiety and worry. Boy, there's a lot of that that's still out there. And I understand, you know, you're in the middle of a pandemic. You're in the middle of, you know, just political turmoil. You're in the middle of people trying to rip apart the core of who we are as a nation. Every single day, we, we turn on the TV, we get caught up with the news. I don't know about you, I'm just speaking personally. It doesn't take much to just kind of rob me up inside. I look at things and I have all these words that are flowing through my mind. And I'm like, okay, I better pray right now because I got a lot of words in my mind and not all those words are very godly words. Because I'm just thinking of things and I'm watching things. I'm looking, look at the foolishness. Look at the stupidity. Look at the arrogance. Look at the hypocrisy. See, I've got all these words in my mind right here. You know, I got all this going on in my head. I was like, Lord, help me to stand in your truth. Because it is your truth that's going to give me a clear mind. It's your truth that's going to help me stand in your wisdom. And no matter how much foolishness I'm around, I can stand with you and know that I'll always be standing because your hand is upon my life. Amen. So I can be free from anxiety and fear and, and worrying about catching a disease or, or worrying about how I look or where I sit or what I do. And not that I don't want to be cautious. Hear your pastor's heart. I think we have proven to you since March that we want to be cautious. We're doing everything possible to learn what this, what this looks like and, and how to keep everything clean and how to have social distancing. And we're, we're trying to learn that and walk in that. And we certainly want to use wisdom. But I do not want to walk in fear or anxiety or in worry. I want to walk in the boldness and the courage that Jesus Christ gives us in our lives. Amen. I'm not saying, you know, for those that are still staying at home and those that are, are wearing a mask and those that are doing those things, amen to that. That's good. Take care of yourself. Your pastor is not saying anything against that. What I am saying is don't do those things out of fear. Do those things out of the wisdom that God has given us, right? Because there's certain areas and places I'm going to do the same. Obviously, I'm not wearing one while I'm preaching because that'd be odd for me and odd for you. But I'm just saying, do things out of wisdom, but not controlled by a fearful mind. Because I see both. I see people saying, Pastor, I'm doing this to protect and take care of myself. Absolutely, we have to do that. As a church, we have to do that. But for those that are just doing it out of fear and they don't want to move because they're just so controlled by that, I'm saying, God, give them the freedom to have clarity in their mind, to know that they should not be controlled by the fear. Because that's just the enemy trying to take you out, right? That's the enemy trying to get out. And that's how he works in all of our lives. Freedom from living with greed, the love of money, freedom from walking in anger and hatred and unforgiveness in a divided home, and freedom from having a victim mentality. There's so many things that I wrote down here on my notes because in all of those things that work against us daily, 
the Lord has given us freedom. We can have freedom from allowing a sickness or a disease to suppress our faith and keep us down. We can have freedom from living in self-defeat or living without purpose in our steps or vision or drive or even those self-imposed limitations that we put upon ourselves or letting someone else's wrong doings control our day. I say this often. Don't allow someone else's wrongdoings to destroy your day. Don't take ownership of someone else's fears. Don't take ownership of someone else's faults. And, and don't take ownership of someone else's foolishness. Be set free from that and walk in the freedom that Jesus Christ gives you in your mind. You see, today on, a, on this weekend, I really want to celebrate the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. I want us to believe it. I want us to proclaim it. I pray that we fight for it, but also pray that we walk in it, that we embrace it. And there's a difference in believing and embracing. I want to believe in God's word. I want to believe and I want to pray his promises over my life and over my family and over my church. But I want to learn even more so of what it means to walk in the freedom of Jesus. So I, I look at other places in the scripture where it talks about freedom. And I go back to John chapter 8, verse number 31. The scripture said, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth. Boy, underline that. Highlight it. Get it in the depths of your soul. And you will know the truth. And it is that truth that will set you free. Do you understand the power of that statement? So many people are failing and falling and, and falling into Satan's destructive traps because they've not stood upon the truth of what God is speaking in their lives. Why are there broken marriages? Because you know what? They've walked away from the truth. Can I tell you, if you stand upon the truth, if you stand upon the truth of his word, you say, Pastor, what is the truth? The truth is God's word. How do I know it? You got to get in there for yourself. You got to read it from cover to cover. You got in the gospels. You got to get into the letters. You got to get into Psalms and Proverbs and that book of wisdom. You've got to get in there in the story of Israel and how they were set free. You've got to see how everything points to Jesus. You got to see for yourself that he is the light inside of you. You will understand his truth when you know the truth, right? You won't know the truth until you really understand and have a relationship with the truth. You see, if when before I met Michelle, people could tell me all kinds of things about Michelle, but how do I really know Michelle? As I get to know her personally. I talked to her and I dated her and we, we spent many nights just talking and sharing each other's lives. We began to know each other and now here we are many years later and just like many of you, we finish each other's sentences. How can we do that? Because we know each other in such an intimate and just a beautiful way. And it's the same thing with our relationship with God. The more we have that daily walk with him, the more we read his word, the more we have it in our hearts, the more we pray it over our lives. The more we go there, the more we know it. And the more we know it, the ability we have to stand upon the truth of who he is. I pray you understand that. The freedom of the truth that God has given you. You go to Ephesians chapter 3, 3 verse 12. It says, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. I think about this freedom that I have in Jesus Christ. I spoke on it a little bit last week. 
we no longer need an individual to stand in the gap for us because we can go through the very throne room ourselves because Jesus is there interceding on our behalf and we can talk to him, we can talk to God our Father and we can know that he hears and he listens. We can have such confidence and hope in that. Man, what a freedom that is to be able to go to Jesus at any point, at any time and just share our hearts with him, amen? That is a freedom that I want to walk in. I'm thankful for that. Hebrews goes on to tell us more about that. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Since we have a great high priest who has entered into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to that faith. Let us hold firmly to what we believe. The high priest of, our, uh, of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings that you and I do every single day, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. How we need it, when we need it, what it's going to look like. Wow, there's a lot of freedom in that. You know, when I talk about the addictions and I talk about the, the temptations, because I know that's real, and I know that you all battle that, and I know there are many that are battling that right now, and even as I speak on it and I call it out, it's making you feel a little bit uncomfortable because you're afraid I'm about to throw your name out there. I'm not going to do that, okay? But I know that that's very real in our lives. But look at the freedom that we have been given. We have a God in which we serve that understands what we're going through. Every trial, every moment, every temptation, every addiction, he understands that and he is going to pour his grace upon us and give us the ability to break free from all of that. If you had the ability to change the atmosphere of your home in the most positive way, why would you not choose to do it, right? I mean, if I came down right here and I said, hey, guys, guess what? Uh, I got a million dollars, and I don't need it, and I want to give it to somebody today. Who wants it? Okay, yeah, okay. I don't even have it, and you're still raising your hand that you want it, right? You'd want it. You'd take it. Why? Because that's something I got to have. Can I tell you, you've been given the greatest gift of all through the freedom that you find in Jesus. Why wouldn't you embrace that? Why wouldn't you want that freedom in your life, in your home? in the atmosphere of your home and your children? Why, why do you want fighting and quarreling and strife and bitterness? Why do you want that to be the lead in your home? Because can I tell you, if you'll just stand upon the truth of God's word, all of that will fall to the side because the light of Christ and the freedom of Christ will bust through that and it'll show you how to embrace the life that he truly wants to give you. Now I know, say, Pastor, I want that, but everybody else in my home doesn't want that. I get it. It takes all of us to be on the same page. So I'm talking to the single person. I'm talking to the husband. I'm talking to the wife. I'm talking to the children. I'm talking to everybody online. If you want to experience true freedom in Christ, you yourself have to embrace it and say, God, do this work in me. Amen? Do this work in me. What an awesome, awesome privilege that you and I have to be able to celebrate the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, I think about the hour in which we're living as we get ready to pray here in just a few moments. There's a lot of adversity in the current hour that we're in. And I know that with the pandemic, with the political atmosphere, with all the things that are going on around us, with the finances, just, you know, I know that some people have done well during this time. Many others have not because it's just been difficult. I know with all the stuff that's going on around us, it could lead to just living under this constant 
oppression. And that oppression could just lead to this constant bondage. And if we're not cautious as believers in Christ, even though we, we know what we ought to be saying and, and, and what we ought to be proclaiming, if we're not cautious during this season, this season can get the best of us. I pray that you won't soon forget the series strong because I believe that we can come out of this stronger. I believe that we can come out of this better. I believe that we can come out of this healthy and ready to go. But as your pastor and online viewers and everybody, I can feel it inside of me in my spirit. Some of us are just getting a little bit too comfortable in the season that we're in. I do not want to stay in this season. I don't want to call it the new normal and say, hey, this is how it's always going to be. I want to say, God, whatever you have for us, whatever your new normal is for our life, that is what I want. I don't want to believe that this is how it's always going to be. I don't believe that we're never going to be able to rise strong again and move and be how you have designed us to be. God, I want to come out of this and I don't want to fall into some deceptive trap. I don't want to be lulled asleep. I don't want to just be comfortable. There is nothing about my relationship with you that I just want to be comfortable and cozy and feeling good. I want to be challenged and I want to move forward and I want to grow and there's days I want to wake up and I want to be spiritually sore. Why? Because that means I'm going to grow and I'm going to be better and stronger and I'm going to be able to make an impact on my family and the community that I live in. I do not want to just fall back and get under my little spiritual blanket and do nothing for the Lord. I want to rise up and live in the freedom that you've given me. Amen. Can you imagine if America just got comfortable and hid behind our cozy blanket and we didn't fight for our freedom every single day? we would easily, easily be engulfed by all the things they're trying to take us out. Every day, men and women are on the front lines, behind the scenes, wherever they may be, to make sure you and I can walk in the freedom that we have. And if we ever just got comfortable and flippant with it, we would find ourselves in a bad state. Can I tell you, it's the same thing with our spiritual lives. Doesn't mean that I don't want to have a cozy relationship with God because, I mean, that does sound good and you want a cozy relationship with God, but you know what I'm saying. You don't want to, or I hope you understand what I'm saying. I don't want to be at a place where I'm just not allowing God to really pour into me and then me being able to pour that out in the gifts and the things that he's placed inside of my life to make an impact upon others. So when I think about all that's going on, it would be easy right now to sometimes maybe take for granted the freedom that we have in Christ. And I don't want to ever take for granted the freedom that he's given me. I'm able to walk away from sin. I'm able to break through those addictions. I'm able to be restored, to be renewed, to be strengthened every day. I'm able to be able to communicate and just talk with God and and allow him to pour into my life and to pour into my heart. I'm able to, to gain wisdom and understanding. Man, I'm thankful for that freedom, and I want to walk in that freedom in a powerful, powerful way. Thank you, Jesus, for the freedom you've given us. I wrote here in my notes, make no mistake, every single day there is a battle going on to steal our peace, to take our joy, to take away our sound mind, to take away our confidence and to take away our hope. There's a battle for our prosperity. People don't want others to prosper. Can I tell you, in Christ, you can prosper in every single way. There's a battle for our soul. There's a battle for our freedom of who we are. And I would say today, not only shall we celebrate the freedom that we have in Christ, let's walk in the freedom 
that we find in Jesus. Amen. Let's live it, walk in it, proclaim it, share it, and let generations to come know that the truest freedom that they will ever have is being a child of God. Father, I thank you for your word this morning, for speaking to our lives, for the freedom that we truly find in you. Every moment of every day, we are able to walk and embrace such a beautiful gift that you've given all of us. To understand the freedom, Father, that I'm talking about this morning, we have to know you. We have to know you in a very personal way. So I pray over my church family this morning, all of them here in the sanctuary, and everyone who is watching through Facebook or YouTube. I pray, Father Lord, over every single one that they would know you in a personal way. That when we read these scriptures together, these scriptures talking about the freedom that we have in you, that our spirit, our soul would come alive because we are able to grasp that incredible gift that you've given us. I pray, Father Lord, over all of my brothers, all of my sisters. I pray this morning, very specifically, that they are able, God, to embrace the freedom in which you have given them. And that in their minds, there would be incredibly, just a sharp focus, an incredible sense of clarity on how they are to move and walk with you each and every day. I pray, Father, that their minds, God, would be sharp in every way. I pray, Father, Lord, over, God, just their emotions, that as they have to walk through the emotions, as each and every one of us do, I pray that, God, you keep us on stable ground. And I pray that, God, you would help us balance out those things in our lives, that, Father, we can have a peace about us. I pray for the peace of my brothers and sisters. I pray, Father, Lord, for their spiritual health, that every single day they are renewed in a way, God, in which they can just, just almost feel that, God, as you work in their lives. God, renew them each and every day. I pray over their health. I pray wholeness over their health. I pray against sickness. I pray against disease. I pray against those things that are working to take us out. I pray, Father Lord, over everyone and the health of who they are. I pray, Father Lord, relationships, families, whatever that looks like, blended families, single moms, single dads, Father Lord, individuals living by themselves, God, whatever that unit looks like, I pray over the atmosphere that surrounds them, that God, there is just a strong sense of your presence and peace and an abundance, God, of all the goodness that you want to place, God, in our lives. I pray over my brothers and sisters, God. I pray, Father Lord, over the purpose that you've placed within their lives, those gifts. You've empowered them. And I pray that, God, each day we are able to take those and use those and, and walk in those things that you have given us. I pray that, Father Lord, that in our lives, as we continue on in this very unique and just incredibly different season that's upon us, that, Father, Lord God, that we will be your people and that every day we will walk 
in your wisdom, in your truth, and in the freedom, God, of which you've given us. Thank you, Jesus, for your hand and your blessing upon my family, my friends. In Jesus' name.